Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC Open for Business, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Sarah Webb with In Tandem Promotions. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about In Tandem Promotions. How are you serving folks? So In Tandem Promotions focuses on creating those emotional connections through tangible products. And we do that through over a million different products in our industry. We leverage online capabilities, including online stores, employee recognition and fulfillment, and just having a fun, great time, uh, packaging and all of the things. So what's your backstory? How'd you get into this line of work? It, it actually is a funny story. So it was in the early 2000s and I was working for another firm and I thought I was going to be a project manager. That company ended up laying off and I found myself in uh, going full-time in college, full-time in work and needed to find a job. And so I faxed, yes, I am faxed. that old, my resume. I know who does that anymore. Um, I don't even have a fax machine. And I sent my resume to about a million different companies and I ended up working for a promotional products business. And I had the pleasure of working there for over 15 years. I started out as an administrative assistant and then worked on some global accounts and just had a really great time. My first day on the job, I received a goodie bag and I was hooked ever since. So um, that happened. And then in 2013, I decided to go out on my own and venture into this crazy world. And I started in tandem promotions at that time. Now, for people who aren't familiar, can you explain how the industry works, like promotional uh, products? Like what what is that? How How are your clients typically using your services? Well, that's what I love about our industry is that there there is no you have to buy products this way and, and do it that way. We leverage name brands. So uh, companies like Corksicle and Carhartt and um, even some of the um, other name brands like Marmot, um, the sky's the limit. We use Ghirardelli chocolates and Starbucks. So you're leveraging brands and then co-branding, creating these amazing experiences for our clients where it has the company's name and brand imprinted on it. The, what's cool is that there are a million different products in our industry. So not only do we have retail, but we also have products that are produced um, and made all over the world globally. Um, so Mexico, China, um, here in the U.S., all over. And what we do is we take the brand and then imprint the brand on the best form and fashion. What's cool about our industry and what's changed over the years since I've been uh, in this industry is that it used to take forever. So when you think about it, there used to be camera ready artwork and you'd do the artwork and then you'd create this, um, the create the product and there'd be a proofing process and it would take, you know, this extensive amount of time. And now what's cool is that the technology has really changed how the industry goes to market. And so you're able to produce, you know, one 
one off of this fully beautiful custom speaker and have it produced, you know, in a reasonable amount of time. And so I think that's some of the cool parts of that have, have changed and updated over, over the years. And then also, you know, how, how we go to market, you know, packaging and fulfillment. So whether you're doing like a new hire kit, um, we really take a look at the demographics of who's going to be receiving that gift. So it, it could be for um, some really cool, hip uh, millennials that are in the technology sector. And so then, you know, you have a different approach to the products that are going to go into that kit versus something that's going to go to maybe a traditional type of firm um, that is looking for a, a different level of experience, the leathers and the debossed and, and things like that. And that's what I really love is that we can market to and brand based off of who the recipient is creating that emotional connection. And then when your clients are working with you, is it something that they say, okay, I know exactly what I want and like I have a trade show coming up and I need stuff to give away at the trade show or I want all my salespeople to use this briefcase or I want all my um, you know reps to wear this polo. Is that how it is or is it something like, do they even know what some of the opportunities are to leverage your skills? It's absolutely a, a mixed lease. So we'll have individuals that, that come that have something very specific in mind where they want a particular brand or a particular look or have a special or specific budget, um, in which case then we go out into the industry and we find exactly what meets the needs. My favorite are the clients that want us to literally go shopping for them. And so those are, you know, where our brains go crazy and we're so excited to come up with all of these different um, solutions and um, suggestions for them. And that can be anything. So, um, you know, again, it just depends on, on what they're looking for and what their end result could be. Uh, so anything from, I have a budget of $30, a gift, or I have a, or I have an upcoming trade show, you know, what's something cool. We just had a trade show that was for the, the pipeline industry. So, and that's, what's like really cool about what I do is that we work with industries all over. So everything from, you know, pipelines to technologies, to law firms, to CPAs, um, you know, to the energy industry, to car manufacturing. So it gives us an opportunity to really be the experts in what the recipient is looking for. So for example, this, this one for the pipeline, I know uh, one of the solutions that we put together for them was uh, we did fishing, custom fish, fishing lures, because the individuals that were attending the, the event, they had a high demographic and interest in the fishing industry. So their booth was swamped. They actually sold out and um, they weren't selling them. They actually ran out um, the first day and were calling me to overnight blank um, fishing lures because they were such a hit. So I, um, based off of what their target is, we're hunting down products that are going to be the most appropriate and impactful to get that type of response. You know, when, when everybody is running to a booth, that's a huge win for us. Now, um, that's part of what separates you from others, right? Is you really get to know what the client, who they are, who their clients are, like a client's client thing, and they don't know what you know, and you obviously don't have the depth of knowledge of their industry, but together, 
when you're sharing and brainstorming and coming up with these ideas, you're going to come up with something that may not be obvious to either one of you until after you've had this kind of deep dive conversation to really understand them. A hundred percent. You know, what's great about the internet is that you can search and, and seek out products that are, that might be a, a, the top 10 fit. You know, you can find blogs that say I'm looking for work from home products and they give you a pretty good foundation where you can make the most impact is by partnering with, with in tandem and us really having an understanding of, of going to market with you. So we have an in-house showroom where we, where we have over 20,000 different products um, where we can show samples and you can feel and you can touch because that's the key to our industry. It's leveraging. It is the only industry that leverages all five senses. So we have uh, sight and sound and taste and touch. Um, and, and you're able to really um, provide that full experience. So by having inviting our clients to our showroom, but then also we've done a number of Zoom calls and then we do go-sees as well. So going to see them and sharing, you know, what are the top 10 products and then having that conversation and deep diving into what are you actually hoping to accomplish? If it's something where you want to blanket the, the whole world with your brand, you know, we can do that. If you're looking to create an experience, then we can do that. But what is the ROI that you're trying to accomplish on this branded product? Because branded products have a tendency to stay around long after the event. I mean, just looking at my desk and I'm in this business, but I have at least 20 different branded products and I have, you know, a speaker, I've got a post-it note cube, I've got a pen, I've got a journal, and I can tell you when and where I received all of those items. And I'm pretty sure that your audience is going to have a similar experience, products that they brought home uh, that they use on a daily basis, cooking or, um, you know, a charging pad. So those have lasting staying power beyond just a particular event or um, a moment. And that's an important consideration when you're thinking about choosing the appropriate uh, product that you're co-branding with. Because it has to be congruent with your brand. If you're like a super high-end, classy organization, you can't have like the least expensive, cheapest pen, right? Like when it comes to that, everything has to kind of look the same way or feel the same way. If your brand is is premium, then your these co-branded products have to be premium. You can't skimp in that area. A hundred percent. So one example is uh, we started working with a financial company, a a set of financial advisors, um, and that started this year and we built their online store for them. Throughout the entire process, it was a conversation of what is the look and the feel? How should a pen feel? Is it going to be heavy? Is it going to be plastic? Is it metal? Um, What are the quality of the, the journals and the notebooks? But then also being conscious of price. You know, how do you blend uh, the price point so that you can give it out if you have an event that has 15 or 20 people and do that economically. So in working with them, we went through and shopped and picked out product that was going to be appropriate. We got a call uh, about two weeks into the program and the client was very upset. This is not the image that we were looking for. You know, I'm not happy with this product. Well, we dug back into it and realized that the the product was purchased online. They didn't have the relationship. They read the price. They saw the description and they ordered it. 
And so the client came back and said, I'm, you know, obviously I'm so sorry. Obviously we didn't order this from in tandem. Um, but sometimes having those conversations and, and the understanding of what is behind the product versus just saying, I'm going to um, put this online, you know, can really have a tremendous impact. Right. And that's why having a partner like your firm, that's kind of watching my back. I know that you're not going to let me pick something that isn't the right fit. Like you're going to say something. That's part of why I'm working with you is you're watching my back. Yes, 100%. And sometimes you're not going to like the words that I say. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's part of the conversation. You know, Lee, I, I love this product. You're right. It's got a great, great brand. But I promise the feedback that I have gotten has not been up to par, up to your brand. Um, and just, you know, having those authentic moments where you're, where you're stating the facts, you know, look, the zipper on this stinks or it doesn't hold all that it, it says it does. Or, you know, I know that you want the Yeti, but I have three other brands that are just the same quality and I can get them to you faster. So having a personal shopper that's literally there focused on the brand and the integrity of it. And, and that's the other key too, is that we really pride ourselves on being the branding police, understanding what your PMS colors are and actually matching them. Um, there's a lot of, of digital overlays and uh, color changes. And then what is it going to be printed on? What is the background um, when you're doing stitching is the, is the material going to come up through the logo? There's different techniques that you have to do beyond just embroidering a logo or slapping a logo on, on a product, because again, it has tremendous staying power and that's the impression that they're going to have of the brand. And it's definitely something that we pride ourselves on in ensuring that the quality, one of the things that we do is we make sure that we receive one overrun of all of the products that ship out so that if we, if, when we get it, we know what our client received and there's some things that we can catch or stop after we've received it to help prevent any kind of concerns. So if, for example, if something's come off of uh, the press and it's crooked, which you have a proof, you prove the proof, but things do still happen. There are humans and machines that are involved in this. And so if the imprint is crooked, you know, that's a conversation I can have with the client before they've even received it because I've received my sample first. Um, and so there's opportunities like that and um, things that we do on the front end to make sure that every brand impression is going to be met with a positive response. Now, let's l talk a little bit about your journey as into entrepreneurship. You mentioned that you started as an uh, administrative role and then and it's obviously evolved into now a CEO role. Can you give advice to maybe these uh, emerging CEOs or emerging entrepreneurs out there that are making a similar transition? Is there anything that you would like to share about that journey on maybe uh, save them some scar tissue that you experienced? <laughs> I've got a lot. I probably need surgery to remove all the scar tissue. <laughs> um, you know, I think a lot of things that I, I didn't know, I, I didn't know how to scale. So I, I was a salesperson. I started out as a salesperson. I knew the back end. So I assumed that I could just start my business and here you go. And, you know, I'm just selling, but the role of the CEO is, is leadership. It's leading a team. It's training a team. It's developing the team. 
And yes, I do still sell, but the majority of my job is, is determining what direction are we going in, establishing partnerships, uh, growing the company. And so a lot of things that I didn't do, you know, were and included, um, I didn't have processes established. I'd been doing this for so long that for me, it's, it's inherent, it's innate, it's part of who I am. The processes are very clear because I've always done them that way. So creating processes and knowing, you know, having that separation of what the next steps are. Um, the second thing was, is that individuals cannot wear multiple hats. Some people are absolutely born and bred and they can manage and multitask. But in business, you really need to make sure that your team is not pulled in a million different directions and distracted. And that was one of the, the key challenges that I learned um, through in 20, 2020 and then 2021 is really separating out role specific um, responsibilities to ensure that the team wasn't you know, going crazy. And then the third thing I would say is just make sure that your team has an understanding of your vision. Um, you know, a lot of times in the entrepreneur role, you see things and you're driving the business, but your team behind you might not necessarily know what that looks like. And so you have the opportunity to really under teach your team and, and, and let your team be part of what you are, are building as a company and organization. And those are three things that I just, I didn't realize their importance until I didn't have them and until I actually did them. That's great advice. And um, as we end this year, how does 2022 shape up for you guys? You know, I'm really excited. Uh, I name all of our years. So last this and what was this year? <laughs> do you name it before the year? <laughs> you name it I ahead do, of time? Believe it or not. So 2020, it was the year of intention, which 100%, it turned out to be the year of intention because it was, I had to be intentional in all of the actions that we were going through. 2021 was the year of traction. So our focus was on building out the team, separating out processes. Um, and then we're actually, we've expanded into uh, overseas. So we're now in London and then we'll be expanding into Birmingham uh, in 2022. And so I think, you know, um, with that and naming our years, 2022 will be our year of onward. So this past year, our focus again was just on um, making sure that we had the strong foundation so that we could move forward. So 2022, now that we've, we've done a lot of hard work, I'm excited about what's to come because Hopefully the supply challenges are going to not be a, a situation. My team is going to feel like they can breathe again. Um, and then as we continue to grow and expand, I'm excited to be able to, to do more for them and then for um, the industry as a whole. Now, speaking of which, uh, where you're, you're having kind of, I don't want to use the word balance because I know a lot of people don't like the, to create or use the word balance in terms of a life uh, because it's so difficult. How do you help lead your clients, your people, uh, yourself, when it comes to all of these different things pulling on you and, and um, you know, requiring your attention? I think the biggest thing for me is that... Um, is to not listen to the, the voices, to make sure that I don't give in to fear. 
that has been a, a challenge, especially during all of the uncertainty that the past two years have brought. Um, and just really allowing the fear to wake me up versus shutting me down. And with that, if I can stay the course and, and not be distracted, um, being consistent has been the key. So waking up at the same time every day, uh, going ahead and getting my workout in, in the mornings, every morning, um, doing my, you know, preparing for the day accordingly, and then really making sure that my team and everyone knows when I am available. And then when I'm not available, uh, and when I'm not available, that doesn't mean that, you know, if there's a fire or something going on that we, we can't address it, but it does mean that I need to block off certain times of the day to manage what is going on so that I can be a better leader for the team. Um, so whether that's, you know, doing quotes or that's, um, you know, finalizing contracts or whatever the case may be, they know that there are certain times where I am, I'm just simply not available. Um, but then also making sure that the team has been trained up, that they are autonomous and are able to handle what is going on so that we're not running around with fires happening and that they feel confident enough and what their day should look like to be able to run and manage um, their roles and responsibilities accordingly. And it's like you said earlier, having these processes in place um, kind of makes things a lot easier for everybody because there's a way we do things and everybody knows the protocol. And then you're prioritizing things by blocking time on the calendar. And that's your process to make sure the important things are getting done. So uh, kudos for you uh, for creating such a wonderful environment. Well, we're, we're having a, a lot of fun. It has definitely been, um, you know, we've had our highs, the highest of highs. This is what I tell anybody coming in. It's going to be the highest of highs and the craziest of crazies. But, um, you know, just trying to find that opportunity to, to leverage and, and balance is the, the key for, for all of this. Now, talk about GWBC. Why was it important for you to get involved with that organization? Oh, it was it was definitely tremendously uh, impactful for us. So as soon as I was eligible, I think we had to have a, a year's worth of um, of sales. As soon as we were eligible, we were signing up because number one. I don't know anything. <laughs> I started out in sales. I wasn't going to be an entrepreneur. I wasn't going to be a CEO. I had no idea what I was doing. And so having the friendships and the connections that we've made through GWBC has been tremendously impactful. The learnings, the trainings, the, uh, the events, the networking, all of that through the pandemic. I mean, that really enabled us to continue to move forward because I knew that I wasn't in it alone. And what I was experiencing, so was someone else. And so together we were able to help manage the situation and, and move forward successfully. And then in addition to all of that, just the tremendous opportunities, like we had a, um, we've got a client um, that we received because of our certification. Uh, we've had several clients because of our certification, but one is a global client and that enabled us to also open up locations overseas and in multiple locations as, um, as we continue to, to grow and build. So the GWBC has been a tremendous impact and so much so that we are also now um, have our certification with WeConnect uh, which is also, you know, a, a sister company to GWBC. So the, 
the global impact of having the certification, the support, um, and the, the family has really enabled us to continue to move forward. Now, um, who is your ideal fit client? Um, who out there listening, or maybe somebody who knows somebody that's listening, uh, is the ideal fit uh, client for in tandem? My uh, my very my best friends and my my favorite clients are the ones that um, they're the ones that are looking for us to be an extension of their marketing and branding needs. So a company that has usually multiple locations or has a sales team where they're needing branded merchandise and products, and we can help in all avenues, whether it's with your HR, your uniforms, your new hire gifts, uh, anything for your online stores your trade shows and events, or just some employee uh, love. We work with businesses that are small, medium, and large, domestically, globally, and nationally. And that's really what gives us our special sauce is that we're familiar with a variety of different industries. So um, in terms of different verticals and target audiences, we're able to support your, your many needs. Well, if somebody wants to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's the website? Check us out at intandempromotions.com or intandem.shop. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee, for having us. And thank you, GWBC, for sponsoring. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Open for Business. GWBC.